Welcome to the ECG podcast, a show where some East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to talk about our love of video games and other shared interests. I'm one of your hosts from Jacksonville, Florida, joining you this evening. Uh, alongside me, I've got Mr. Adam Gumbert from Bourbon Country. Hey, what's going on? Lexington, Kentucky, that is, of course. Robbie Bobby Miller from the land of crabs and the Orioles, Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, hey, I'm at a GameStop midnight release, baby. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> For our audio listeners, uh, Robbie Bobby Miller making good use of the Zoom background feature with uh, a, a nice, uh, timely background GameStop. Not even fully in the background. I, there's arguably more Massage Envy than there is GameStop in your, <laughs> yeah. in your background. Hey, <laughs> hey you, sometimes, yeah. They, sometimes they would give coupons. So, yeah. And the Fair. Red Bull girls. Yeah, the Red Bull. I mean, no. What? <laughs> Of course, we have (laughs) from the tip of America's dick, Georgia Ravelo from Miami, Florida. What's up? What's up? What's going on, everybody? You've been to Massage Envy. (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me either way. (laughs) And last but certainly not least, we have a very special guest, our neighbor from the north, Mr. Jacob McCourt from London, Ontario. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I know I'm, I guess I'm not like, Technically East Coast, but like Eastern Eastern Standard Time. So honorary good guest. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that, works. We, that works for us. Uh, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So uh, I'm Jacob McCourt, Canadian. Uh, I host two podcasts. The first is called The Left Behind Game Club. It is a video game book club podcast. We've been going for almost four years now. Uh, and I also host a second show called Cutscenes. It's a video game movie podcast. Our second season launches on February 4th. Uh, make fun, uplifting, informative content. So I'm excited to be here with y'all. Excellent. We hate all of those things. We hate fun. We hate uh, time to go then. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously kidding. Well, welcome. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on today's show. Uh, we're going to be talking about the absolute pandemonium with uh, on Wall Street because uh, GameStop is kind of at the GameStop. I'm going to do that probably multiple times this show. So apologies in advance is at the forefront of some of that controversy and madness. We're also going to talk a little bit about Microsoft's uh, reported success, uh, both on the hardware and software side. Game Pass averaging a million new users a month, which is insane. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the movies we're looking forward to in 2021 time permits we may also get a little dungeons and dragons update from mr george arevalo who has uh several weeks under his belt now uh, for his first D campaign so right. let's jump right into it uh wall street going absolutely bonkers uh this week with uh you know the what would you call it i guess reddit fueled uh <laughs> oh man the chaos the anarchy let, trade-a-thon let me, yeah let, let, me, let me let me give the viewers a little bit of uh or listeners quick disclosure before of, you do that none of us are financial yeah. experts please no dear god do not base I'll any of your financial advice. oh excuse me speak on... for yourself i took accounting <laughs> in college one time uh buy all the stonks everybody i have an mba <laughs> buy stonks well listen to him yeah. yeah. So just that, that discl- disclaimer, we're going to talk all kinds of shit uh, on this show about this situation, but please do not take anything we say as guidance for what you should do in your financial life. Continue, George. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Do not take any of my advice. I'm not going to give any, but I will give you a little <laughs> bit of a background as to what's going on in case you're like, what the fuck is going on with GameStop? What is happening? So 
long story short, GameStop, and you, you, you can talk a little bit about some of the other struggling companies. GameStop, no, no surprise, has been a struggling company for some time. Uh, their, their, their share price and stocks were not very high or quite low. However, <clears throat> big Wall Street, big hedge fund capitals, uh, these big giant firms and whatnot make a lot of money off of what's called like short sales, uh, basically gambling that a stock is going to continue to plummet. So almost like they, they buy a stock, say, I don't know what the numbers were, but let's say at 10 cents a stock, right? And they expect it to drop even further to say five cents um, or let's say $10 and $5 to make it $10. And they think it's going to drop even more. So they gamble on it dropping further. They're buying it in at 10, 10. And then when it drops, they basically get the, the stocks sold back to them, but at the lower rate. So they basically, their profits go up. Basi- they net $5 in exactly. that scenario. Mm-hmm. They're, they're essentially profiting off a, a company's continued decline, right? Um, so that's what they were doing with GameStop. Um, well, like to quote Michael, the Michael Jordan documentary, some guys on Reddit, well, they took that personally, you know? And, and these guys, the Wall Street bets, uh, are, are just a bunch of like average Joes, guys that are like into this stuff, but they're like guys like you and I, maybe middle class, lower class, not Wall Street guys or not these rich people. But they basically wanted to give a big middle finger to these guys and send a message. And what they did is they just all banded together and created a bunch of interest and drove the stock price up. It just, you know, because obviously if they just, you start telling everybody, hey, buy stock in GameStop, keep buying stock in GameStop, the value goes up. So, so these assholes that bought all this stock at $10, 10 cents, whatever, very, very low, hoping for it to go lower, when that share price suddenly goes up to $300 plus, they now have to sell it back at that amount. They have to pay that amount. So, so they went from paying for potentially, these are all examples, by the way, but paying $10 per share and now having to, now owing an extra $300 on top of that per share. So much so that one company, I, I forgot which, what the name of it, but they basically lost like $3 billion um, and are on the verge of bankruptcy because of all the money that they're going to have to pay back because of what these people did. Right. Um, so, and then it's even having a bigger impact because then, uh, of course, some, uh, one other firm and I, I can't I can't I can't remember the names. I know it's one of them is Melvin Capital and I don't know the other one. But basically, this other firm is like, we don't like what you're doing to our to our homies. And they they shelled out a, like a billion dollars to kind of help this other company that just got screwed, trying to just, you know, provide some backup to their to their fellow Wall Street homies. Um and so what did so what did these Reddit guys do? They drove the price up even further. Basically, they lost their billion dollars and they lost that too. So they're basically wiped out a hedge fund. They and they're and they're hurting another company as well. Um, they're continuing but, to target multiple companies. Like I remember, right. I heard the, the name BlackBerry, which BlackBerry, I didn't even know Nokia, was still around. Yeah. I felt like Obi Wan and A New Hope. Like now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long <laughs> time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so what's happening is these, basically, this is the little guy flexing their power, right? To the 1%. Lots um, of little she, guys. A, lots of, a, lot of, a lot of little guys, but yeah. coming together and saying like, hey, we, we can do something about this. Uh, mostly because they took offense to how they were handling that, right? Um, and now they're trying to do the same thing with AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry, other struggling companies. Um, and of course, this is even getting this, uh, Wall Street doesn't like this, you know? Because the rich... 
want to protect the rich. It's not about let you know. It's it's cool. They want to stay rich unless it's the the regular people getting rich, you know. So they don't like this. And then this is where I'll give my two cents. This is not a formal ECG opinion, but now you've got Robinhood, which is this this trading app that most regular people use. You know, very common app has essentially blocked people from trading any more uh, stock in GameStop and some of these other companies, basically blocking them from continuing to do this and profit. Of course, these average Joes made, if you get in and get out on time, you made a bunch of money. Dude, imagine buying games. I don't know how low the GameStop uh, stocks were down, um, but they went all the way up to, I think they went up 2,000%. So imagine a 2,000% return on investment within a fucking week. In the last three months, actually in the last month, it's gone up 900%. And then in the period, like a little bit before that, it's gone up 1749%. So like, like you said, 1800%. And I will say that just in the past half hour, um, apparently several employees from Robinhood are leaking documents and conversations that uh, Sequoia Capital and the White House pressured them to shut it down. So that's that's breaking news as of 20 minutes ago. I don't know when everybody's going to hear this, but it's crazy. They they now have video and everything of this. So it's just going to get. It's crazy. It's nasty. Uh, there's it's, a, there's other apps awful. too. TD Ameritrade, I know, shut mm-hmm. it down. Wealth Simple hasn't shut it down yet, but they have like volatility messages, and they're doing maintenance tonight. So I could see a, a world where that happens. Okay. My understanding with the with the hedge funds is that Robinhood is IPOing soon, and those are the people that they would have to go to to mm-hmm. essentially help them secure an IPO. Yeah. So if you piss off all these hedge funds, you're not going to get to go to market because no hedge fund is going to want to help you with your IPO. Exactly. And the thing is that it does. That's what these these all these companies, they're like, like I said, like I mentioned, they're homies are they're protecting each other because they're scared that if they piss off one that there's going to be ramifications. So there's there's a lot of issues here because it's like I don't even know if what Robin Hood is doing is is even legal. Um, Then there's they're also spinning it back saying, I don't know if what the Reddit people are doing is legal. Um, You know, it's. I don't personally see a problem with it. I think what's going on on Robin Hood's end and Wall Street's end, that's a lot worse than than them driving the price of a company that they wanted to support. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 pretty shady. It's kind of out of control. I, I mean, I like seeing the chaos. I like I love sticking it to the man. So I, I love watching this stuff. Um, now, keep in mind that, again, this is not financial advice, but Sometimes people could be caught in the crossfire, right? Like if you're one of these people that jumped into this GameStop stuff and you don't get out fast enough, you could lose a lot of money, you know, depending on how much money you're putting in. Also, it's one thing if they're going after like what, you know, companies they don't like, evil companies, greedy companies. But remember, a lot of us, you know, depending on where you're employed, got 401ks, you know, what if they start targeting some of the companies that you're invested in that you don't even know you're invested in, but your 401k, they could tank some of those too. So, I mean- Right now, it's funny to watch, but there could be ramifications beyond just this. It is not as simple as like just a couple guys sticking it to Wall Street. That is great. But, you know, it is a lot of power being flexed on both sides that could spill over into other things that would affect um, people. But I digress. So, uh, so again, now breaking news, Facebook has just taken down Robin Hood from their Facebook. So like yep. their their page their, or their just like page, everything anything their discussion pages Oof. uh everything uh now <laughs> robin hood is like wiped off the face of uh facebook apparently and we know who has more power Literally. than robin hood it's fucking facebook well, <laughs> i know some podcasts where you know i dropped them as uh as, you know as far as sponsorship uh jacob i'm gonna go go to you next so 
you know, weigh in, I guess, on the situation as a whole. And like, do you do you think like what's your gut check? Is it wrong to pump the brakes on trading? Like, do you think like it should be disallowed or is this part of the quote unquote the game? Like, do you think this is, you know, what happens when you have a free market essentially that allows for anybody to participate in stock trading? It's really murky. It's funny how many gaming podcasts this week have had to talk about the stock market when yeah. most of them are ill-equipped to do so. Yeah. Um, I appreciate how y'all like did the research, came in, like said, hey, this isn't this isn't our area. Let's tell you what's going on. Um, but my understanding is that there are clear rules. And again, I'm a Canadian. So adding another layer to that, sure. um, that there are clear rules in the SEC that essentially outline the four conditions for which stock manipulation can happen. And my understanding is that there is not a clear case of, hey, these Wall Street bets folks on Reddit manipulated this stock. So I guarantee you that we will hear about this for years to come. This will not be uh, easily solved. Uh, this is the first big challenge of the Biden administration, which is wild to think that a Reddit page is driving these stocks to go crazy. And this is the first big challenge the Biden campaign, the Biden administration is going to face. Um I just think one thing we didn't talk about is like the GameStop employee. Like my first job as a 17 year old was working at GameStop's Canadian subsidiary, EB Games. And I think of those folks who literally have nothing to do with this, who are just there collecting a paycheck and they could potentially, again, will they go bankrupt? I don't, I don't think so, but like their jobs are at risk and they have nothing to do with this. So mm -hmm. a lot of different aspects to this, um, I am not by any means a finance guy, but it's going to be years before we see this shake out because from what I've seen, there's no clear case of these guys have manipulated this stock. Yeah, good, good point. Um, you know, uh, as it pertains to the employees and yeah, I imagine case law will probably be written based on what happens here. You got to imagine that this will land in multiple different courts, right? Like I imagine this would be a Supreme court case. I'm sure there'll be multiple lawsuits that, arise as part of this and uh, it'll be interesting to shake out uh, the conversation that I had with my wife this morning and she was like oh should we have gotten it? I'm like absolutely not I like being an observer <laughs> I do not want to be a guinea pig I'm cool chuckling from the sideline at like you know how just absolutely bizarre and out of seemingly nowhere this situation arose um, and proved positive that 2021 is not going to be boring um, Bobby uh, since you're live in front of GameStop Yes, it is what? pandemonium. <laughs> now, uh, what? So, um, are you are you much of a like trader personality? Do you know a lot about the stock market? Do you care about the stock market? Like, what is this situation uh, meant to I, you the last couple of days? I do and don't. Uh, I I used to back in the day when E Trader first came out and mm -hmm. everybody was doing that, <clears throat> but stocks did not move like they do today. Uh, but uh, I do know that my my wife is an accountant. She's she has her degree and she's a, a partner at her firm. And, and I can tell you the first thing that came to my mind was taxes. The, like people don't understand that these, these gains you get from something like this, you're going to take a huge tax hit to your, your everyday funds tax time. Uh, it's going to be a big negative too. So uh, it, it's not just uh, a simple, like you get, cause I, I do believe the GameStop started at $2 a share. And then they skyrocketed up to three and almost 400 a share, uh, I, I do believe. Uh, they never, don't quote me. I'm not a financial analyst. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, 
But uh, I, I just see more of a repercussion later for uh, people, which I hope that, like you said, people get out quicker than, than they should. Like, it, it's fun to just go in and buy it and be a rebel. But at the same time, uh, people need to realize that it is real money. Uh, this it's, it's either coming or going. So if you don't know what you're doing, it could it could hurt you in the back end. So I yeah, I, I my thing is, I, I think it's cool that they're uh it pretty much seems to me that they were taking a stand like, Hey, look, the hedge fund people do it. This is what they do all the time with their backdoor meetings. And uh, now Reddit's just like, Hey, this is, you know, we're going to, you know, point it out. I mean, I think that's what, what we're in now is everybody wants to uh, put everybody's information out there and say, this is the, the stuff that's been going on forever. Nobody ever does anything about it. The rich get richer and the rest of us are poor. Yep. Bobby brings up a good point. And this is also like a, like kind of sticking it to them because hey, w- Wall Street is <clears throat> in no, no small part responsible for the things that happened in 2008. And not a single person got in trouble for that. They all got bailed out. Not Nobody served any prison time or jail sentences for that. And all of us, um, you know, the people suffered because of it. So, you know, like Jacob said, there's no, there's no precedence for this. This is something that technically could have been done at any point. The fact that it's being done now is 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 crazy and a lot's going to come after uh, come from this but what, what scares me is at the end of the day there's two sides to this right and when it comes to cases court, case law court cases and all this stuff you've got all the power of wall street and all of all of these people and then you've got just your average joes on the other side you know so we, we know who's going to come with a lot more um stronger arguments i guess you know better legal teams than than the reddit guys but it is you know, it is refreshing to see to see that. But yeah, I, I'm, I am a little worried about the ramifications for everyday people, the regular people. It could be about a good point. The GameStop employees didn't even think of that. So I don't know, man. Good point on the tax there. Too solid advice, Bobby. Uncle Sam's going to want his cut. And it's not like the, the windfall comes without headaches, you know, if you're lucky enough to profit. So that, that is a, a good point as well. Um, Taxation is theft. <laughs> um. Adam, do you want to add anything to all this kerfluffle? Give me, uh, give me your hot takes, your cold takes, your lukewarm takes. Man, I don't know much about the stonks. Um, now, it's what my thing is. Just it kind of shows like how the whole system's broke. The fact that dudes on Reddit can just kind of yeah. destroy <laughs> a market like that so easily. But like, yeah, as long as I don't know, rich people are they do what they do. They're rich for a reason. Um, like I said, I just hope no one gets hurt and maybe people can figure out a way to make things more even for everybody. I don't know. It all kind of it's it's great to see. But then also like this is going to suck because rich people do not give up their money easy. So let me tell you, this isn't going to go well. But I got to hop out and do a review for Miles Morales. Everyone, it's in the same podcast feed you're listening to now. Jacob, I just want to say thanks for coming on again. Of course. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I wish I could talk to you longer, but I got to go record this other thing because we out here hustling, out here hustling harder than GameStop stonks. So I will see you guys <laughs> later. Take care, buddy. Take it easy. Take it easy, Adam. Bye. So yeah, uh, we'll transition in just a second. I just want to add like my initial gut reaction to this story and what very little I could glean and, you know, half hour here, half hour there of, of casual browsing, I guess, really like um, is you know, it's, it's all the game. Like it's, you know, seems fair to me. Like, does it highlight some major problems in the way that we have our, our finances uh, structured in in this country? Like, sure. But also like, um, I, I think it is 
kind of what's good is what, what's good for the goose is good for the gander kind of situation. So um, consequences, sure. I'm sure there'll be a lot of unexpected consequences uh, as a result of this. I do wish the best for everybody involved, except for maybe the hedge fund uh, pieces <laughs> of shit personally. <laughs> but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, especially if they're now targeting multiple companies, right? Like this is something that could have long lasting repercussions um, as they continue to kind of figure out where they want to target. And I, I think you made a good point, George, that, you know, it, it, it could backfire if suddenly, you know, somebody who's not involved in the, you just have a 401k, which is usually seen as fairly safe investing, right? You're doing it. It's your retirement that you're building over time. It's safe. Invest, and then all of a sudden like hit tanks because a group of people on Reddit decide that they're going to now target uh, a company, you know, um, drive up the stock in the short term and then maybe, you know, nosedive on the back end. So yeah, we'll see. My, my One last thing I'd like to say is I, I, the scarier part was how quickly it was, taken down it seems like the sec usually investigate investigates yeah uh and which takes a little time before something like this to be stopped it's just crazy how quickly uh the overreaching hand can just stop it like like the way that red uh robin hood was just shut down it's just it's way way too crazy and i'm glad that uh somebody shined a light on it that something was wrong and then it's even you know further wrong when they shut it down when everybody else is trying to get in on it I do like one, one thing, and not to get obviously uh, political on, on this show, but what, what I do like something that the Biden administration came out and mentioned was I, I think this this particular event like makes it super clear that the stock market is not the thing that indicates the economy of this country. Right. Like that. That's what tells you how the rich are doing, but it doesn't necessarily tell you how your average people are doing. Case in point, like what you're seeing here. So, yeah, it is dangerous, man, because, you know, what if they target a company that you have some in interest in and yeah the hedge fund guys on the server they seem like assholes but there's innocent bystanders working for them too you know that they're going to be hurt from this as well so um you, you never know man it, it, it is crazy it's something that probably needs fixing but i don't know i don't, I don't know what you do but i'll be watching i just want to reiterate your point george <laughs> of like where was the sec in 2008 right yeah, of course takes takes them one day like you said um where were they in 2008 but oh, of course, again, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, I, for one, I'm going to convert all of my cash to gold bullion and I'm going to dig holes in my backyard. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> just, get, just get 200 million of Bitcoin and forget the password. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Don't get me started on that story. So uh, moving on to uh, a success story, Microsoft seemingly having a, a, a great holiday quarter. Not very surprising with the launch of uh, two new console SKUs with the Series S and the Series X, seemingly unable to keep them on the shelf. I know there's some issues that we've talked about on this show with scalpers and whatnot, but it does seem like there's genuine demand there from looking at um, you know various Facebook groups and Twitter and everything. Seems like a lot of people still want and have not yet uh, obtained, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, either of those consoles. And I saw a, a stat thrown out that they're adding a, an average of a million new users to Game Pass a month. Also not super surprising considering they t typically bundle like a free month or so with the new console sales. And three months, yeah. They, oh, it's three months is what they're, they're bundling now? Oh, that's awesome. Um, but also just that, you know, uh, Game Pass continues to be one of the best deals in gaming. If you have a Microsoft console, 
it's pretty hard to argue with the value considering um you know the for 15 bucks a month you get uh both the pc and the xbox version of game pass and xbox live with gold i do want to add a caveat i think uh the time we recorded our last podcast uh they had not yet um had the decision and then quick reversal to raise the price of xbox gold um i'm not gonna really weigh in on that too much because it was something that was kind of done it was stupid they reversed it at the same day Um, i think it was a pr stunt there's no way they reversed it that quickly yeah i don't think so i i think i think maybe the there was a miscue between upper management and the people Hey, you're also getting fall guys i mean come on that's two that's two two bad things in a row (laughs) <laughs> that was unconfirmed. That they denied. Yeah, that. he's being sarcastic. I think. No, no, <laughs> oh. they know it. They was it. They said Fall Guys, but it was Among Us. Yeah. And then Fall Guys Uh-oh. went. But they did their Fall Guys thing on Twitter, which was hilarious. <laughs> so, um, yeah, good for Microsoft. I hope that the success continues. I think that if they can, can you know, can keep Game Pass a. Uh, a tasty and appealing platform and uh, it can sustain them certainly into the fall when hopefully we get a very well-received halo infinite and i wish them all the success i even last generation where sony kind of ate their lunch in terms of console exclusives i still play on my xbox as my primary console because that's where my friends are right like that's where i've I've kind of had my my home since the original xbox i've always been console agnostic but that's where i play the the bulk of my third party games anyway so um yeah you love to see it what do do you guys think are are you surprised by the success in the first quarter what do you think uh, long term this is going to look like i'll jump in um I am not surprised at all by Microsoft's success. Like they are, they have been pivoting to be a services company for the last five years. And I'm sure this is like the first time where Wall Street's going like, oh, speaking of Wall Street again, are going like, wow, this is a a huge number of users on this platform. So if you think like 18 million users spending like $15 a month, let's just say that's like a quarter of a billion dollars per month. So $3 billion in sales on Xbox Game Pass every year. When you start to think of that number, the $7.5 billion acquisition of like Bethesda Zenimax starts to make a lot of sense because even if you're only making 50% on that, sorry, I'm like a math guy. Even if you're only making like, you know, a million, a billion five on game pass every year profit, you're still paying off the Bethesda acquisition in like four to five years. So it it makes complete sense. Uh, Microsoft has been trying to to get here and I'm sure that they're, they're going to continue down there. We are a service company, not a hardware manufacturer. Our, our next-gen console is going to happen? Maybe. I don't think it matters because they're orienting their business around services. Um, I want to just make one more point about the Xbox Gold thing that happened last week. I don't know if it was a PR stunt. Like I, I truly think someone, when they looked at Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass, they said, Gold is 5 bucks. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is 15 If we make it 10 that makes it much more palatable for a consumer to go like, hey, if I only spend an extra five bucks a month, I get all of this stuff. So I honestly think it was like them trying to move more people to Game Pass Ultimate and it just was a, a huge failure. I've, I've been in like company situations like that where you put something out and you can adjust things on the fly. I, I don't know if I agree with it just being a PR stunt. But again, that's just my opinion. But within 10 hours, within 10 hours, they corrected it. There's no way they got that that horrible of feedback. So you had uh, Xbox that. staff saying, we're working late on a Friday. Trust me, we did not plan to do this. Like yeah. that, that is a, a lot of 
bodies involved to to reverse a decision like that on you know friday evening well, that's what i'm saying i think it was like a like a test like a beta test like hey let's see how this works out and then we'll take it back real quick no well, man there's bar- no way barometer is different than pr stunt pr stunt says that you you knew the reaction was going to be this way and you intended to, to cause conversation knowing that it, you were going to reverse just conspicuous it conspicuous with this and then the fall guys think oh, back to oh, back do you mean do you that mean... was from their xbox game pass account and then this is that uh, we're going to do it up tom warren on on twitter you mean yeah yeah, yeah. i i think like, it honestly... seemed it seemed way too 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 many things back to back uh no i uh, let me tell you i think microsoft is doing great game pass is by far the best thing out there but the gold that thing seemed like a way too big of a pr thing i'll tell you what the real winner is going to be is whoever gets ubisoft plus to be honest well it's a uh, luna We'll talk about that. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. that in a second. But well, I mean, I, I don't think it's a PR move either. Uh, but I could see maybe what you're saying, like they had a backup plan in case it was received poorly. I could see, I could see that, you know, because I, I could see the 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 question of like a company that big just put something out like that and just you know retracts it. I could see them having a, ba- a backup plan because I, I do feel like Microsoft is one of the more like consumer friendly or consumer uh, aware companies that there are like they definitely listen to their customer base maybe to a fault sometimes because i do think that gets them in trouble sometimes um so i could see them having had a backup plan and then when they're like oh this didn't go the way we thought and cool but i don't think it was intentional to draw up interest um as far as those numbers like i'd, I'd like to know like how much in revenue that they're taking because yes there's a ton of new game pass users all the time but I, I'm just curious as to how much they're actually they're making from them because uh, I don't I don't know how much how many of those users are paying 15 bucks a month right you know um, if you're if you're sneaky not sneaky but if you're smart about it like you know my game pass is costing me like 40 bucks for an entire year you know finding finding good deals game sharing with a buddy of mine and splitting it like it's it's not bad it's a it's a great deal especially if you're if you look out for good deals get them buy them in you know three, six month increments and stock up when the price is good. And if you game share with a buddy and split it, like it's a great fucking deal, you know? Um, not to mention being able to share the games and, and paying 30 bucks for a brand new game. It, it, it's great. I, I love Game Pass. And to, to piggyback off of what Jacob was saying in, uh, in acquiring these companies, I, I think part of it is also some, some preservation of their service, right? Because what's happening now with streaming services, right? Before it was just Netflix had all this stuff. And now it's Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Peacock, uh, all these, everybody wants to pull their, you know, their own special TV shows into their own thing or their own movies and, and sell their own thing. They want to get in on it. And I think uh, Microsoft acquiring all these develop- developers and building that up will help ensure that their product is, is, is the best thing out there. You know, and I think that's, it's wise of them to try to accumulate more of these companies to prevent something like that in the future, you know, and even by partnering with EA play, you know, kind of, instead of trying to go head to head with them, um, it, it, I think it's great for us and obviously great for them. Well, Oh, sorry. And the last thing about loot. So I haven't have to agree to it, but I got an invitation to sign up for early access Luna, which is Amazon's stadia type thing. I don't mm-hmm. know their streaming service. And, uh, I, I guess they have some sort of partnership because what they offered me is like a seven-day free trial or $5.99 a month for Luna, or I can get for $15 or $14.99 a month Ubisoft Plus that includes Luna. Um, so I don't 
I have to look more into it, but I do have that sign up where I can and can get that. I don't know if they send me a controller or how that works exactly, but um, you can play it basically on any mobile device, I, iOS or Android computer, whatever. So um, I don't have high hopes for it just off of <laughs> Stadia, but uh, Stadia, whatever. Um, but uh, I might check that out. So I don't, I don't know what their partnership is, but they must have something in the works because it was literally Luna and Ubisoft plus side by side. on that. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft is one of those companies I don't, they're not risk adverse. Like if there is a potential new platform to sell stuff, you know, they were, I think even when Stadia was in like the beta testing, right. They were allowing people to play Odyssey, like on web browsers and things like that as part of the Stadia trial. So um, I think they're smartly, you know, looking at it as maybe it pans out, maybe it doesn't, but allowing people access to, triple a games as part of you know a, a new platform is probably a good way to to see how that platform is going to work out right like um i think you know, a lot of microsoft success uh, you know as jacob pointed out has been a long time coming they've done uh, a, f- a few different things they have a very diverse product in game pass you know game pass is not all triple a games you have wonderful selection of indie games a wonderful selection of first and third party titles which is huge uh they are consumer uh forward you know first and foremost they they almost all of their moves this last week notwithstanding have been pretty much home runs as far as decisions they make with how to roll out products um and you know, like, I mean, just think, for example, uh, probably my favorite example, the fact that first party Microsoft titles are available day and date as part of your Game Pass subscription is humongous. It's something we kind of take for granted now and quickly got used to. But when that was announced, that was like, where's the asterisk? Where's the fine print? Like, there's going to be exclusions to this, surely, right? Like the new gears won't be part. No. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it is actually part of that service. So I think they've earned this success and I hope they continue to uh, evolve in their own way. You know, I think they took a little bit of a page out of Nintendo's book and said, instead of, you know, chasing trends that are, are set, like we're going to set our own trends and, and kind of go our own way. And I think it could continue to work out well for them. Uh, I anybody? just think of, I always think of game pass and how much goodwill Microsoft has like garnered with the service. And why would you ever do anything to put that at risk? Like if I were thinking about Xbox live gold, why don't you just discontinue Xbox live gold? If you discontinue it, sure, people will complain, but they'll be like, oh, it's because like there's a there's Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I, I My Xbox Live Gold is in there. It's fine. Um, it's funny how this stuff usually leaks. Like usually it's like, oh, I, I saw a survey and on the survey they were asking me if I would pay an extra $5 for Xbox Live Gold. Then people go wild. But I, I'm still in awe, not in awe, but I'm still very surprised that Microsoft did this move. Like big Phil, sorry, Phil Spencer. I don't, I, I pretend like I talk about <laughs> Phil and like we're best pals. Yeah, big Phil. Um, he has not made a single misstep since taking control of Microsoft and, and maybe not taking control of Xbox, but like ever since he was elevated to report directly to Satya Nutella, who's the CEO of Microsoft, he has not made a single misstep. This is the only thing that you could probably qualify as a misstep. So in, in Phil, I trust uh, Microsoft is like blazing a trail for the next 10 years of their games business. And I just think of like, what's PlayStation going to do? Oh, they're right. They're going to partner with Microsoft on cloud services and really have a, an offering that many people are either confused by. Is PlayStation now streaming? Is it download? How do I get it? Like they, they really need to think about their service offering because they're being left in the dust. And if they don't really think about it like imminently, 
they're going to lose their ground and not be able to to reclaim it. And, and I would say that Game Pass isn't even at its peak yet. Just wait until Microsoft starts to pump out those first party games left and right and they're free on Game Pass day one, you know? And, and like Jacob mentioned, like, yeah, I could see them discontinuing Xbox Live Gold. In fact, I think now that they've made them, um, that they were going to make the games, free-to-play games, not require it, um, that makes sense, you know, or do something, do something special. Hey, um, you know, we're discontinuing it this year. You're, we're we're going to convert your remaining subscription into twice the amount in Game Pass Ultimate, you know, so you'll have an extra few months with Game Pass, and then beginning then you can, you know, charge the price or whatever. Like, that's super reasonable, you know, and I'm sure something um given how often they would give out free trials and subscriptions and stuff like um that, that that they could do if they wanted to phase that out you know like um i don't know when exactly i got rid of you know started doing the, the yearly gold to, to game pass it just sort of just happened i don't know um they got you yeah i don't know but like hey the, the product is good man don't don't fuck with it your product is going to continue to skyrocket and the best is yet to come like the best is yet to come for Game Pass, and you know it's selling itself at this point. Yeah, all you have to do is it. is look at their stable of studios. Like, just look at that screenshot that always seems to be behind them at any kind of trade show or press conference, and think about how many of you know games are, are yet to be announced or really to know much about. And thinking about all those coming to Game Pass this generation is is pretty exciting, you know. So. Uh, anybody want to add anything before we move on? All right, we're going to switch gears from video games to movies. Uh, I'm a huge film buff. Uh, I have missed going to the theater like you wouldn't believe for all kinds of reasons. I love my big summer blockbuster popcorn movies, but I also traditionally love this time of year because it's award season. So I can go sit and see you know the the masterpieces that we don't even know are masterpieces yet you know because there's they're so new movies that will be talked about 10 20 years down the down the line um and you know making my little oscar ballot uh, at home on and not really watch i don't know i haven't watched the awards in a long time but kind of the next morning seeing what i got right um and i thought it would be kind of cool to talk about what we're looking forward to so it being a little bit of a different year uh this year there's no exclusions. Uh, if it's coming to streaming, great. Talk about it if you're excited. If it's coming to theaters, talk about it. If it's a combination, talk about it. But I'm just curious to see what you all are looking forward to 2021. I will go last. So uh, anybody that wants to jump in with a, a film or two that you're really looking forward to and, and why? I'll defer to Jacob if he wants to go first since he's a guest. Not Yeah. I got some. Um, I'll give a couple. And and like you said, Chris, like it is a it is a weird, bizarre year with streaming services taking more like movies day and date and uh and production being halted in LA for a while. Um, I guess I'll give I'll give three. So I'm really excited first off for Fast and Furious Nine. Now I know what you're gonna say. Like this man who's coming on this podcast is gonna start with Fast Nine. Sure. I'm I'm getting I'm getting the the yay from George, so I think I, I at least have one fan here. Bro, I fucking love stuff, dumb, stupid action movies that just have explosions and cool effects. I don't care about the story, man. Listen, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You know, <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen Amelia, past one, go. but I, I vowed that I'm gonna watch through all of them, starting oh, with the first dude. one because I've only seen the first. Like you know, it was, it was huge when I was in high school. To I love give you an movies, idea how man. old I am, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I, I am. Um, I have reached the conclusion that I need to watch. Uh, dude, you have the, to man all the films. It's such a dumb. 
not double That's clutching fine. like you I don't should. mind that. Like, as you long never as had knows. me. You never had me a car. Like, it's so fucking dumb, but it's great. As long as the I movie am. knows that it's dumb, like, that's always good. But yes. so no judgment here is what I'm trying to say, Jacob. Oh, great. You're, I'm, you're, I'm a big wrestling a good... fan. So, like, I'll, I'll even say that here. So, like, seeing John Cena as the villain is mm -hmm. probably the thing that I'm most excited to see. Because that okay. man has been a good guy his entire life. And so I'm really excited to see him be a bad guy and spoilers for the trailer, I guess, uh, a Toretto as well. So uh, that's the first thing. The second thing in the Heights, uh, uh, that is uh, it's John Cho that's at the helm of that one. And obviously like Lynn, Lynn, oh my God, Lynn Manuel Miranda's I think writ, written that one, uh, and so I'm I'm really excited to see the the spectacle that that will be after watching Hamilton way too many times, uh, and then I, I don't know if it's allowed, but like I'm excited for a show too. Um, I just watched Normal People on, um, I guess that would, it's on Hulu in the US and it's on CBC Gem in Canada. Uh, it is based on Sally Rooney's book. It's a mini series. Uh, it just tells the story of like normal people, the story of like um, a couple over like five years telling their story. Um, the next uh, TV show from the same production company, same author uh, called Conversations with Friends is supposed to come out this year. And so I'm incredibly excited for that one. So I gave you two movies and a TV show. Hit me. Anything you want. As long as you're pumped for it, like it's all good. Like we're not very stringent around here. So yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. And those are cool, cool choices. I think, you know, like uh, from yeah. dumb to cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I and love the Fast and the Furious movies, man. Look, Chris, the first one is great. Obviously, it's the best one. Uh, is it really? You, I've heard a lot so. of debate around that. A lot of debate. The first one, because, well, in context, right? It's a different for, movie. For, for, yeah, at the time, it's a different movie. It's a different, like, story, you know? Like, the cars are, are actually the focal point of the movie, whereas later it becomes, like, super villains and, you know, like, a cheesy version of Mission Impossible with some cars, like, you know? It's cool. I, I like the first one the most. The second one is okay. The third one you could probably do without that one, and then and then they all start to make. It's weird yeah. though. Tokyo yeah. Drift has a cult following now. I like, love Tokyo Drift. It's, it's, a, it's it just does nothing for the series, but then kind of does later. later on. I know they retcon like, some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they didn't. It, it isn't until the fourth one where they realize, okay, now we're gonna get this shit in 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 order here. So the second and third one kind of are all over the place, but uh but dude, they're fun man if you go in there with no expectations yeah you'll enjoy them you can't be like i wish i didn't watch that you know but <laughs> yeah i just want to uh, have fun that's my goal yeah. have fun you know when i watch them so I'll, I'll go in with a with an open mind and just you know ready to have a blast like it's yeah. like watching a jason movie like a friday the 13th movie you know like 99 percent of those movies like if you were to weigh them against like you know other like I don't know films they're garbage but like it doesn't matter because like I know what I'm in for I enjoy watching you know Jason Voorhees just chop people into little bits and have creative kills and that's all I care about you know exactly. maybe, some, you maybe like, the occasional boob like if you enjoyed the first couple <laughs> Transformer movies and you thought that was entertaining you'll you'll enjoy Fast and Furious never seen them so well, I know I know take away my nerd card <laughs> whatever this guy's a film buff oh, whatever man <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a huge Michelle Rodriguez fan, but whatever. Anyways, I, um, what I'm excited about, man, like, I think I just got one, uh, maybe two, but Mortal Kombat, man. Like, I, you know, I love those two Mortal Kombat movies back in the day. Like, I know they're, they're cheesy, terrible, but I don't care, man. They were great because I grew up with Mortal Kombat. I loved those video games. 
Um, you know, so watching those movies as ridiculous as they were, were, were pretty cool, man. And and in some and in many ways, you could say whatever you want about those those uh, that Mortal Kombat movie. It stayed true to the video game and its lore. It was- I argue all the time that the first Mortal Kombat movie is the best video game movie ever made. Like, hey, it's, it's not that it's it, a high bar to clear, but like, right. I like, Listen, I mean, genuinely, it's, like, maybe it's true. Detective Pikachu and um, I have not seen uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is better. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but like, so I can't speak to that. Like, Detective Pikachu, I'm not even a Pokemon guy. And I lo- I thought it was great movie so like you could argue but i mean for a while a while anyway and i still think mortal kombat is a great example of a video game movie done right because it knows what it is and it's like it is faithful like you said like there's a lot of goddamn lore in that first movie yes yes and that's what i loved about it so and and it looks like i I don't know it looks like they're going to try to keep that true as much as they can however there's already some things that you're starting to see in there that they're messing with so i mean they're they're keeping the intergalactic tournament thing different realms and all that stuff it seems pretty cool i like the cast so far except i don't know if you guys have seen uh the the steve harvey memes yeah there's a picture of Jax, and the guy that's playing him has a mustache and he's bald he looks exactly like steve harvey (laughs) so they've already you already know where they went with that i mean other than that but um but it but it looks it looks pretty cool uh right i mean what's weird is that there's no fucking trailer for a movie that's coming out in like two months uh, we still don't have a trailer. They they showed a couple of footage in the little sizzle reel that HBO Max put out, but we don't have a trailer for a movie that's going to come out in like two months, which is kind of concerning. Um, the other thing that stuck out to me was no Johnny Cage. Um, there, and, and one of the characters in there is a Cole Young, who is not who is a brand new character. Um, he looks like he could be like a Johnny Cage type of dude or something. Um, he's like an MMA fighter. Like he just seems like a regular guy. I don't know. Um, but that I thought that's odd. I thought I think I feel like Johnny Cage is a pretty like important character in that in those games to, to definitely include in there. Not to mention the first movie was like or was it the second one that was basically about him? Um, but uh, like wasn't like where he's like he gets wrapped into I don't know if I'm confusing it with maybe a game or something. Like so that. the first like, film he uh, like Shang Tsung disguises himself as his old sensei. And his his like movie careers in the toilet, and that's how he gets him like to come to the tournament because he's like, yeah, if you win this tournament, like people will know that you're not full of shit and you're actually a tough guy, and yeah, and that's why he does it for fame, basically. But yeah, I feel like he had a prominent role in 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 the movies and obviously in the games. I don't know. I I feel like he's a he's kind of a big deal to. to He's an he's an OG, but gotta leave some for the sequel, right? Like you know that there's already a a a plan. Like everything is a a multiverse like you know of movies and tv That's shows sure. and stuff I mean, he's, so. yeah he's he's certainly not luke kang and sub-zero and scorpion or whatever but there was a yeah. a digital series a few years ago was there not that was done on like youtube or something maybe that's what i'm confusing it with but yeah. but I, I hear that's very good because i watch mortal kombat i heard we, for the podcast we did uh and that's a bad movie sorry guys bad movie oh i mean you're uh, gonna terrible. i'm gonna argue with you but it's fun like yeah yeah it's bad yeah. but like it, it's bad yeah but like you said it, it's it's one of those you turn off your brain you enjoy it um but that digital series from what i remember was very good so i will totally give this thing a chance like i'm sure it'll be fun at the very least it's gonna be fun man i i gotta i gotta assume hey you're hey and it's gonna be rated r and they they already come from there's gonna be fatalities so given just given today's special effects and visual effects that they can that's good the action sequence has got to be good you know uh, the, the story is shit. I don't care. I'm not watching that for some detailed, you know, wonderful Oscar winning plot. 
give me some cool ass fight scenes and some gory fatalities make it rated r and 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 i'm good but uh yeah super excited for that um i was i'm also a little bit excited for uh, godzilla versus king kong um i didn't watch the last godzilla didn't do much for me i need to get around to watching it um but i mean godzilla versus king kong is is as freaking classic as it gets right um so hopefully that that lives up um to expectations even though i I don't have a whole lot but uh again it could be another fun movie just like two giant monsters going at it Um, i personally don't know how godzilla like doesn't just run through king kong i don't know you know godzilla can shoot laser beams and all this stuff all this crazy stuff i don't know how king kong can hang with him but i'm sure they'll, they'll they'll find a way to make it look cool so i think those those movies i'm looking forward to uh, I think the Suicide Squad come out this year too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm yeah, I'm I'm on HBO bit, Max along yeah. with the uh, both other movies. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm 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 a little lukewarm on that. Um, I you know can't be worse than the other Suicide Squad movie. I I would hope it's James um, Gunn, right? Is he is he doing the Suicide it is. Squad? It is oh. yes, yes, yes. It so because that's the Guardians of the Galaxy guy, right? Yeah, because yeah. he was temporarily fired from Marvel and Disney. And then they were like, well, you know, it was a long time ago when he did, <laughs> you know, back to jump dump trucks full of money uh, with yeah. Guardians. So, yeah, I think that's why he worked on the project um, kind of in between, you know, jobs at Disney. But yeah. Yeah. So ho- hopefully that that hopefully that that ends up being pretty good. But but yeah. What about you, Bobby? What are you looking forward to? Everything. Uh, I like to go back outside. Uh, I got two <laughs> girls that are driving me nuts. Uh, no, no, Ava Quinn, I love you, but uh, damn, we uh, we uh, we usually do. We have like one of the uh, the uh, oldest drive-in movie theaters around, uh, and we do that. They usually show three brand new movies uh, back to back to back. The girls usually fall asleep in the second one, and the last one, the scary one. And I've been waiting for the Quiet Place two for. Yeah. forever so that i can't wait to see in a drive-in with my wife so i can scare the hell out of her the whole car ride home you know turning off the lights and stuff while we're driving uh but uh <laughs> don't do that either listeners don't listen to us on financial uh, no, don't do that i did it i did that i did that too once uh her in college her and her friends were in the car and i act like the car stalled out on the pennsylvania back road and I turned all the lights off, and it is pitch black quiet. All you hear is moos and chirping. Oh, man, they all freaked the hell out. It was great. <laughs> but, yeah, don't do that, though. And yeah, some people don't like that. Uh, yeah, there were letters written. Uh, okay, uh, so the other one, um, Free Guy. Uh, that's the one with uh, – it's not Dane Cook. It's Ryan uh, Reynolds. Yes, Ryan Reynolds. It's the same difference. But Ryan Reynolds is a lot better. But, uh, yeah, he he's he's in a video game where he decides to stop being the guy that gets beat up and killed all day in like Grand Theft Auto type uh, video game, which looks badass. Um, I've been waiting for that forever. And coming to America, the first one with McDowell's was fantastic. Nobody ever got that joke for the longest time because a lot of people did not see the first one that I grew up with. Uh, But uh, it was hysterical. Uh, And then the two TV shows, I will say, uh, DC Titans season three. Uh, that is a the Titans is a phenomenal show. Like DC does, they do good TV. For some reason, we can't get a movie to save our lives, <laughs> but we can do some TV shows uh, uh, to stretch it out. And then the last is another scary one, Lock and Key, uh, season two. I think that should be coming back from Netflix in 2021. And that's another one that's based off a comic book series. I love comic books, and Lock and Key. It it stood very true to the comics, and 
God, it was good. Fantastic. So uh, my first film is uh, a movie that has been made twice already that I, I really hope they nail this time. And given the fact that it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, I have very, very high expectations. But Dune, the first of two parts uh, adaptation, it is my favorite sci-fi novel, certainly of all time. And like one of probably my top five era books ever. And uh, oddly enough, like a series that I don't love um, nearly as much as I just like that first book, you know, like uh, with everything that is kind of franchised nowadays, I hope they just make this first film if it's successful and stop there. But uh, my anticipation for a film could not be higher. Um, He did such a great job with Blade Runner 2049. I think it's cast perfectly. Everyone that I've seen and the roles had a great first trailer. So uh, that is my number one anticipated film. He did Arrival too, right? Arrival. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's also fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's got a keen eye. Uh, he's, he's, he's good at handling, uh, you know, pieces that are a little bit more moody, uh, slower burns. Like he, he knows how to, to deal with that. Some directors can't, you know, um, a lot of movies crumble under the weight of, of, you know, pacing issues when they're not the most action packed, but I think he does a really good job of keeping, uh, his movies engaging, even if there's not a lot of like action on this and Dune should have action in spades at, at parts of it but you know it's also very political it's uh there's a lot of um ecology you know in there it's just it's a great story and i'm i'm hoping that this will be the one um, as much as i like the david lynch version you know to hear toto for the soundtrack and see sting tune it up and being all cheesy uh it's not a great adaptation of, of dune it's a fun movie but it's it's not dune uh my second film pick is the many saints of newark uh cannot fucking wait uh, to finally see Michael Gandolfini take the is role. Burkdahl, Burkdahl's in that, isn't he? Uh, Burnthal, John Burnthal. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, yeah. He plays Johnny Boy Soprano, but uh, Michael Gandolfini uh, taking on the younger version of the role that made his dad a household name. You know, seeing young Tony Soprano is going to be fantastic. Vera Farmiga as Livia Soprano, who's like one of the most hated characters in the entire show. Tony's mom. Uh, the drama queen. Uh, I am just so incredibly jazzed. Uh, director Alan Taylor coming back, who did a, a bulk of the great episodes in the TV show. And then, of course, David Chase writing. I think there's all the combinations there that should hopefully make for a great, great film. Um, so very excited for that. Oh, it's a film, not a TV show. Film. It's a movie. Yep. Film. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. I love The Sopranos. Me too. We're on our we're doing a rewatch right now on uh, quarantine, like for the billionth time for me and at the second time for my wife. So um, I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, far as TV shows, uh, Succession, you know, a uh, little bit of a delay between season two and three due to COVID uh, was my favorite surprise of uh, quarantine was just browsing through. And I think it's the best written TV show. I think it's the best acted TV show. Um period the end i mean it's uh, it doesn't get any better than that it's really really special and uh, a great soundtrack too if you, if you if you want something a little bit chill a lot of orchestral stuff and piano but surprisingly funny and poignant and um, equal parts and i cannot wait to see how uh, the cliffhanger is dealt with uh, there was the season two not surprisingly and on a, a pretty big cliffhanger so i'll be interested to see what happens um so yeah that's that's what i'm looking forward to a lot of variety in our list i like that you know um, I think we covered a lot of ground and um, I, I I can't wait to get back in the theaters, but until we can, I'm glad that we have plenty of good stuff to watch. 
So uh, let's go ahead and wind it down very quickly and talk about what we've been playing, George. We'll get we'll do D and D next week when Adam's back because I want to have him part of that discussion since he's been playing longer than either you or I, and I know he'd want to hear uh, what your experiences have been. So we'll skip over to what we've been playing and uh, we'll we'll call it for the for the evening. So we'll go to our guest, Jacob first. Jacob, uh, what you been playing, buddy? I have been getting into League of Legends. Yeah, <laughs> a, all right. A very bizarre like thing to do 11 years after the, the game was first released. But I started playing about two, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm really getting into it. It is a game with a very um, hard on-ramp. So Mm. if you're not ready for uh, a game that is going to beat the crap out of you and have you watch YouTube videos and learn that the community is a little toxic sometimes when you're not playing well, Uh, (laughs) but I'm having a lot of fun. Like I have two or three friends and we started at the same time and we're kind of going through it together, learning the game, learning the struggles. And I've been having a lot of surprisingly a lot of fun with it. Like I, I, I was like, ah, I'll try this out. See how this goes. And like kind of hooked uh, to the point where uh, my other game I've been playing uh, right now, I haven't really started a, a big new game. Uh, I'm waiting to do that. I think the next big game I'm going to play is Hitman 2, not Hitman 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been oscillating back and forth between Apex Season 7, which is just wrapping up on February 1st. So just trying to get as much as I can out of it before Season 8 starts and playing League of Legends. So um, nothing big yet. But like I said, Hitman 2 coming soon, I believe. I mean, League of Legends is plenty substantial, in my opinion. Uh, it's a game that I will forever admire from afar because I don't think I have uh, either the the patience or, or maybe the skill. But um, that is a fun, fun, fun thing to follow um, year after year. It's kind of like uh, what's the uh, what's the big online space? Why am I having a brain fart? Help me out. There's always like crazy stuff Spite. that happens. Uh, nope. No, star, star, Starfield, star. Starbound. Yeah, no, uh. close. Someone's so, screaming at us, being like, "It's this, you idiot! They raised so much money Starcraft? on Kickstarter." No, no, oh. it, it's like where people like have like it's like their second. Oh, job. Eve Online. Eve Online. Thank you. God oh. damn, it's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, so like another game I'll never touch, but like when something big happens, like I sit up and take notice because it's usually something you know wild and just the how big that it, that community is. So very and cool. They really integrate the esport well. Uh, if you like on your dashboard, they give you all these things, you know, the the dopamine rushes of like hit these chests, get these objectives, and they've integrated like the esport really well. So if you watch, you learn, uh, and you also get stuff in the game. So uh, that I really appreciated too. Yeah, I need to be better about checking out some esports stuff. Like I had a blast when Overwatch League first started watching some of that stuff because that's something that, you know, I understood. So it was easy. It was accessible to me to like kind of understand what was going on in a match and just admiring the, um, you know, how high that skill ceiling actually is from where I sit way down below. You know, you need binoculars (laughs) to see uh, where I am um, as far as skill goes, but still really, really cool. Well, very nice, man. Um, George, how about you? Me, um, yeah, like I haven't gotten into a, a big, big game just yet. Um, like I've played some cyberpunk here and there, but I just can't like, I can't lose myself in it. And every time I play it, I just get mad. Not because anything's going on in the game, just because I get mad of everything that's happened outside, like around the game, even though I'm not having a bad experience. But it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I've like if everything has sucked the fun out of that game. <clears throat> that maybe i don't know i just haven't gotten gotten through it um i've not really been playing destiny much i hopped on to do a trials card we did go flawless but it was not fun whatsoever um yeah the state of pvp in that game just sucks 
Um, it's unfortunate. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the future of that game is going to look like from, from the PvP aspect. Yeah. Um, but since I built my PC, um, you know, of course, I spent all this money to buy to build a, a computer from scratch so I can play a 12 year old game <laughs> in, in Star Wars The Old Republic MMO. I mean, I, I, I just I was fiending for some Star Wars like and the, the Knights of the Real Republic games. I've already played them. They're old. And there's been so many expansions to this game that I wanted to play through the stories because I did enjoy the story of this, this MMO and I never played anything past vanilla. So it's been fun. I've actually been playing that like almost every day uh, with Cat, with um, you know, who's probably even more obsessed with that game. But um, so that's that's been pretty cool. I've been thinking about trying League of Legends, too, because I'm very competitive and it seems like up my alley. Um, and I, I got into Overwatch really late, so I feel like maybe I could overcome some of that. But I, I know that 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 game has a big fucking learning curve. Um, it is a little intimidating, but I, I thought about checking that out because it seems fun. Um, and that's that's really about it as far as what I've been playing. I need to. I've been thinking about picking up Hitman three, and or one and the one and two versions that you can get with it. As I've never played any Hitman games, but I've, I'm hearing nothing but great things about uh, about number three. So maybe maybe it's time to to hop into that series. I don't know why I never got into it. I've never played a, a lick of Hitman. And uh, Bobby, how about you, sir? Hey, uh, I will say one of my biggest PAX East moments ever was uh, League of Legends. Uh, never uh, played it, heard of it ever. <clears throat> and I went there in 2014 and there was a League of Legends tournament and it, it felt like it was like a boxing match or UFC. Like people were cheering. The, I mean, people stayed till like 11 o'clock at night to watch people play it. And they would come back every day and wait in line to sit there and watch. I mean, it was great. It was amazing. But like you said, it's, it's, I'm way too late to try that now. But that was, that was pure pandemonium to see fans, game, video game fans, like cheer on something like a sporting event was pretty cool. Um, but as far as what I've been playing, uh, you guys are going to love these. Because I've been doing that Battleship game. Uh, I finally sunk a freaking ship uh, after 31 tries. Remind our uh, listeners if they didn't hear last week. So yes, I, I'm playing. Uh, it's from TrueTrophies.com. They also have it on AchievementHunter.com, uh, I believe it is. Um, uh, basically, it's Battleship, where they they select like your easiest to gain trophies from various games. You get to choose some of them actually, uh, and then they each trophy you get marks a spot on the battleship, like on the 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 board game. Uh, and then I, I finally hit one piece and then I felt good. And then it was no, I had to keep trying to go around, but some of those games are hard, man. Like trying to get back in Guacamole two, Holy crap. Like, no, it was awful. Especially so, on a PS five controller. <laughs> Bobby, just, just so, just so that we're clear, just so that the, our listeners and viewers have a good picture of what's going on. Just so that we're clear, just to recap, you've got the PS five, the Xbox series X, and probably every next gen game that has come out. And you I have everything playing... since Atari 2600, yes. Cool. And you are playing uh, Battleship and Guacamelee 2. Well, no, right? so the Battleship no, no, is I... when he yeah, earns an like achievement. it's a Battleship board game, yeah. It, it gives him a shot. So he's it, playing it multiple games yeah, yeah oh, to, okay, to get okay. achievements to take shots. Like I think it's actually a cool way to, to experience a lot of very different games very quickly. Like yeah, just... it's a lot of games. It's It has to be games that you like started or installed, which you guys know is hard as hell for me. Uh, which, <laughs> and, and let me tell you, this weekend, guys, one night only, I will be opening 
Cyberpunk. You can't see it because of my freaking green screen. <laughs> but I will be open. Look at that cellophane, baby. We tease Bobby all the time, uh, Jacob. Still in plastic. How many games he still has in plastic? Uh, him and I share that because I could take you over the shelf, and half of those games are still in their plastic. So we're yep. we're brothers in that way. Yes, I I love that. Yeah, my wife all the time. She's like, your games are glistening, and I can't see the TV. And I'm like, get that out of here. Join, That's join not the, the problem. Join the good fight. I made myself a rule about four years ago that I would not purchase any new games. Uh, of course, Game Pass shot that all to shit um, because I don't have to buy anything to start it. But I would not purchase any new games until I finished what I was working on. And what happened was I saved a lot of money on games, and I. By the time I was like buying something like say Hitman three, for example, like I've got my hands full. Like by the time I would usually get around to buying a new game, it was substantially cheaper than what I would have bought it. And I'm still playing it at the same time. Right. So good money saving tip. Uh, this isn't going to show up. Dan. Yeah, it's not going to show, show up the uh, the game board, but it's not going to show up. I'll put it in the uh, when I retweet the uh, podcast, I'll, I'll put it on there. Nine hits, 19 misses. I can stick it in the video edit good. for you. So send me a high res photo of your uh, your board and I'll I'll show it. That'd be cool. Perfect. Oh yeah, but the two games I have been playing since that. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna love it. Play, uh, Plants vs Zombies uh, two, uh, Garden Warfare two, which is kind of like a Fall Guys. It's like it's so fun with the different characters and stuff. Uh, and then I went back to Minecraft and my <laughs> wife's mad at me today because I stayed up all day last night and today playing it because it's one the of the OG or Dungeons. So stuck. The, no, the OG. Like okay. I get sucked in because I I don't know anything, so I get sucked into building, and I made a rail that went like freaking forever uh, for no reason for for now forty six hours. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. This guy, this guy, Bobby has has Valhalla. He's got Ghost of Tsushima. He's got all <laughs> these games in our game of the year discussion. Hey, I still have Death Stranding. Yeah, I feel like that's what my UPS driver's like you, every week. A new game. Comes. Yeah, don't ever play that game. You like, I like that game. I, that, it's a weird game, but I don't think that's your kind of game. Like, you need to dedicate. Yeah, I don't think I opened it. Yeah, yeah. I stalled out at like Ghost I forty did. hours. I you think, never finished it. You never finished it, Chris. I should. I should probably at some point. I just I stalled out. Something you know, it came out in a tricky time of year where it was like. I had some time and then there was like all the stuff that like started coming out in like early spring, you know, and then I just was nonstop kind of a snowball. Yeah. I, I, I didn't dislike uh, it. I, I just, yeah. the gameplay loop, like I, I quickly got kind of bored with like what it was you were doing. Like I started losing satisfaction pretty quick and then they pulled the rug out from underneath me and then they were like, all right, now you can kind of defend yourself. And then I'm like, well, now I got guns and BT guns and stuff. So it kind of reinvigorated me a little bit right before I stopped playing. But um, as far as what I've been playing now, I'm still slogging through Valhalla. I, I use the word slog like loosely. It's just, it's such a big game and I'm like close to the end and I'm a degenerate. I can't help myself. I have to complete the map. I was just going to power through. Thank like, you. I am the same way. That's I just, why I, I can't stopped that in Immortals. I had to stop them both. So my compromise is like I play it at lunch for an hour and then I'll give myself a few hours like on the weekend. Um, and then like I kind of I'm doing other stuff like normally a game like that. I would just power through. But like I've got some fatigue. I've got open world fatigue with it. Um, so I started uh, Donut County. Um, I'm almost done with that. I didn't realize how short it was. I would have just yeah, powered quick, through. Yeah. But great game. 
which is cute you know it's cute it's fun like you know it's it's got a lot of personality um spirit fairs would have been playing on the switch um somebody recommended an hour at a time that was the perfect advice like when i get to about an hour mark you know laying in bed at the end of the night playing that i'm usually like good on the gameplay loop um but that is also a very lovely game um oh i finished my sekiro gauntlet of strength the final one the final boss rush which was kicking my ass the most challenging of course go figure i uh was testing my stream because i've been having some tech issues that i've solved uh last night and i log off uh defeated my brother and i are in the party getting ready to watch the newest episode of the expanse i'm like you know what dude let me take one more crack at that boss now that i'm off stream i've had like a few minutes break like let me just take one more crack sure enough I, that's when i finally i can beat the boss like a 10 minute break and no pressure on stream and, and i do it like first try so um yeah i think first I, try <laughs> well yeah I, yeah in air quotes like after the break cold yeah. right like i do a cold like i've had some some time like off and like you know bashing your head that's how video games work though like as soon as you stop caring and take a little bit of a break and come back to it it's like why was this so hard um i'm also eyeballing hitman it did did we confirm last week? Can you like purchase like the you missions have, for two and one like with three? Like if like I know you have to you buy have them. You have to buy them. Yeah, you have. So basically, what the way that it works is, if you already own them, cool, They're you're pair. good. Yeah. It, on Xbox, on console, on PC, it's a problem um, because uh, Hitman Three is Epic Games and one and two were Steam. So they're working on that. But right now, you're screwed. On console, if you've owned them, you're good. If you didn't own any of them, you got to buy them. You know. You but can, can you them. purchase them in three? Like, can I just like use that? No, like... I think you need to buy them separately. Like, uh... they have the, they have a definitive pack that has one and two in it. You do that, um, and then but you don't want to play them in that. You want to play them in three because they'll have the updated graphics and visuals and all the new new stuff. Because the yeah, game has got... levels. It has levels, so it's just that all yeah. the levels are there. It's just like yeah. buying it. That's what I'm saying. Can I like if I buy one and two? Can I just boot up three and play them? If you're oh. hey dude, if you're down, if you're interested in that, uh, I'll i can play that with you on the i'll split that with you on the ps5 yeah we'll talk off um, care we'll figure it out but, they, I, but I'm I, interested. I got mine at best buy best buy has them for 20 bucks one and two well we game okay. share so that's like if we buy them i think i think it's 20 bucks anywhere right like i i could I put this one i saw at 20 bucks on on the wasn't see wasn't the first on Xbox Live. a season then they do like a four-part season yeah, yeah it, was it was like a six-part season or something like that yeah. that they did episodically Six. and then the second they just dropped and the second one you might not have heard i think george you said like hey i don't remember the second one coming out it was like right in the middle of a bunch of like big releases i think it came out like right before like pokemon let's go eevee and pikachu and then like the week before was crushed by another game so io interactive smartly one they published this one independently so they're getting that bank they paid off the entire dev like cost of it in a week which i'm very happy for them on and then two they put it out in january when they're the only game in sight so i'm really happy that they crushed it because that team deserves it and they're making a bond game like come on yeah, yeah. it's a good fit Ooh, good and fit i think the medium comes out next week right yeah or, and uh, i think you can preload it now on game pass yeah the medium looks pretty pretty trippy too uh, that's something i might i might check check out but, if it's not going to scare me too much what tonight, was the uh, one game that got back oh sorry uh no, the playstation game got pushed back till april oh that was the uh the space no that's not yeah, how you say with that. R, yeah the returnal. it doesn't matter returnal yeah return not it won't be the last game to get delayed <laughs> or TV i hope show they all delay so they come out good yeah that's, that's i'd rather delays want. people need to get take a break it'll come out when it come out hey but sometimes some games get delayed and still come out like cyberpunk 
I'm not going to go down that road again. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, have one a- right here. <laughs> look how shiny she is. She smells so good. Mm. Hey, look. Oh, I didn't show you. Look. It might. It might not really show this. This is the steel case. Oh, sh- yeah. It's kind of sort of coming through. Nice. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cyberpunk says it somewhere. Sorry, I keep cutting in. My no, bad. no, you, you're totally. <laughs> I brought fine. it down just for this. I was like, yeah, I got to show my. my <laughs> show game that What's I that? Have. What was that oh, uh, place? Chicago. With my cellophane. Oh, I uh, yeah, you've lost me there, but yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh man, the guy All from right, Step Brothers. Rap, rap. Take it, take it away, Chris. Take it away, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. So, uh, you, you know, you won't have an opportunity to watch uh, live, obviously, if you're seeing or listening to this after the fact. But tonight on Twitch.tv/slash Rental Rush, I will be playing Cyber Shadow, the uh, Yacht Club Games published uh, Ninja Gaiden like um, that's on Game Pass for free. So I'm very excited. I like retro style games. Um, so I know they they didn't develop it like they did. Um, uh, shovel Knight, but I have no doubt that they're good at scouting talent. So I'm excited to check that out. So it'd be fun kind of game to break up the, not the monotony, but just like the overwhelmingness of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I think I'm at 87 hours now. Good Lord. Anyway, we appreciate you hanging out with us uh, as always uh, for this week of January 29th. My birthday is tomorrow, by the way. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, 35. <laughs> season, let's go. Happy birthday. There you go. Um, Jacob, do you have anything you would like to plug? Good, sir. I know you said you do a couple of shows. You want to mention those again and tell us what you're going to be up to so we can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, so um, I, you know, work in gaming esports during the day and then content creator at night. Uh, I make two podcasts. The first is called the Left Behind Game Club, video game book club podcast. Uh, we have over 100 episodes, uh, some of which we've talked about on the show tonight. Uh, Hitman, uh, we've done shows about Death Stranding. Uh, we've done tons of shows. So if you like video games, uh, people who talk about them in like a fun, informative funny way uh you can find that at leftbehindgame.club uh my second show is called cutscenes it's a video game movie podcast we release those seasonally uh season one is out now uh we've talked about movies like mortal Kombat, like grandma's boy uh most of them are bad but some of them are okay uh season two launches on february 4th which is next week so if you're into video game movies uh check us out uh at cutscenes.ca you can find me on twitter and other social media platforms at jacob mccourt and thanks guys so much for having me uh adam's not here to, to say thank you to as well but uh he was the guy who brought me in so thanks to you and thanks to adam yeah it's been our yeah. pleasure george pleasure. anything you want to plug before we go for the no man i got nothing man no thank you jacob for for coming on man you had a you had a lot of good stuff to say uh hope to see you again robbie bobby miller uh last but not least man anything you want to plug before we go Yes, on either Friday or Saturday night, I'm going to do a weekly uh, duos uh, Fortnite with my daughter. Uh, we got three wins last week, so I got tired of winning, so we took a break. But this weekend, we're going to try to do the same, and you can find me at Robbie Bobby Miller uh, on Twitch. Fantastic. Well, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, as always, please give us that like, share, and subscribe if you're so inclined. Till next time, we love you. Bye.